This APTA podcast is brought to you by the McKenzie Method of Mechanical Diagnosis and Therapy. As patients turn to PT first, be on the forefront with a diagnostic process that is logical, efficient, and cost-effective. The McKenzie Method of Mechanical Diagnosis and Therapy puts patients first. Find a course in your area at mckenzieinstituteusa.org. This is an APTA podcast. Hi, I'm Jason Bellamy, and I'm coming to you from Washington, D.C. It's the capital of the country, and this week it's also the capital of physical therapy. We're at CSM 2019. More than 16,500 physical therapists are here right now, physical therapists, physical therapist assistants, and students, all looking to make a difference. And among the many things being talked about is payment. And so this interview is going to be talking about payment for PTs and some issues that are here and now and coming just around the corner. If you're in the private practice setting, if you're in the home health setting, if you're in the skilled nursing facility setting, all those especially, you want to listen to this interview. And so I'm joined by the experts on this topic, APTA experts, APTA's Director of Quality, Heather Smith, APTA's Director of Regulatory Affairs, Kara Gaynor, and you're going to navigate me through all of this stuff. So we're going to start first, before we get to MIPS, I want to talk about, which is the new here and now, I want to talk about what just left. Tell me about functional limitation reporting and where that's at. Yeah, so hopefully everybody knows now that functional limitation reporting for Medicare is no more. Uh, It officially ended January 1st of 2019. So any claims submitted on or after that date no longer require those codes. Uh, And that was a huge win for the profession. uh, And that was in result, uh, in part due to many efforts uh, from the association, including advocacy on the Hill, advocacy with the agency. And we also did a data analysis that showed some significant limitations with that data that was published in the Physical Therapy Journal just late last year. That's awesome. So a huge win for the profession and simplification for, for PTs, you know, now in terms of, of that. But then MIPS is now here. So first of all, what is MIPS and, and what's the effect of that? Sure. MIPS is the Merit-Based Incentive Payment System, and hopefully most therapists know what that is by now. We've been doing a ton of educational efforts. That is the new quality reporting program under Medicare Part B. Uh, It is the largest uh, value-based payment program that most therapists will be exposed to uh, up until this point in time, and it does impact our physical therapists in private practice. So you mentioned it's it's the largest uh, system they're being exposed to now, but ultimately it affects a small portion of our population. Do we think it's going to stay that way? No, the program will definitely evolve over time. There's a number of questions out there, including when we might... Uh, if, if CMS might add our facility-based providers who bill Medicare Part B, so definitely stay tuned. So in the here and now, if we got PTs in private practice, the first thing they should do if they haven't done this yet, go to APTA's webpage, search MIPS, find out basically if they're in this program or out of this program. But if I'm part of the group that I'm like, I'm not private practice, this definitely doesn't apply to me, should I be doing anything about this? Uh, Yes, definitely. Uh, Therapists right now really should be thinking about outcomes, collecting data, uh, really starting to think about how they can demonstrate their value in practice. And there are a number of presentations here at CSM to talk about strategies around that for practices today. That's great. So, Kara, you're going to take me through some things that are coming a little bit farther down the road, October and then January 2020. Uh, We're going to go alphabet soup here. We're going to talk about uh, PDPM and PDGM. So, first of all, decode those. Sure. So PDPM uh, refers to the patient-driven payment model, which applies to skilled nursing facilities, and the PDGM, or patient-driven groupings model, applies to home health agencies. And these are the new uh, reimbursement models uh, coming, like you said, uh, for those two settings. So let's start with the one that arrives first in October. Take me through what it is, what we think the impact is going to be. Sure. So the SNF PDPM uh, will go into effect October 1st, 2019, and essentially it is 
it's not changing coverage, it is changing reimbursement. And that's a really big um, thing to note because what we're hearing um, with both PDGM and PDPM is that, oh, this means therapy is no longer covered because the way they reimburse uh, services is going to change. But that is absolutely not true. Um, so essentially, it is uh, basing reimbursement more on patient characteristics in the SNF setting as well as the home health setting as opposed to uh, service utilization, specifically therapy utilization. And so on that issue specifically, you already hinted at this, but what's the most common question you're getting kind of beyond that? That's a misconception. Is there any other common question you're getting about that? Yeah, so the, the most common question is, does this mean therapy is no longer covered? And the answer is no. And we actually, uh, we've actually heard a number of myths uh, out there. And so we actually did a myths versus reality webinar that's a great resource of information. We did it with some members um, and a great resource to share with individuals who are saying these myths uh, to sort of dispel them. And so where do they find that? On the APTA website? That is on the APTA website. Just search for a skilled nursing facility or home health. It'll bring you, we have a new payment models webpage specifically devoted to resources on these two new models. And so then tell me about what's coming up in, in January 2020. Right. So uh, January 1st, the home health PDGM will go into effect. And again, this is basing reimbursement on patient characteristics, such as admission source or the timing of the episode, um, and eliminates uh, therapy visits as a determinant of payment. And also significantly, home health episodes of care are currently 60 days. That is going to change to 30 days. So in the case of MIPS, we've got something that is definitely right here. It's, it's, it's in play. It affects a population that's small now that we think might expand. When we're talking about these other two, are they a sure thing? Is, is, what, is what's going to happen in October and January, is there anything that can be done about it, or are these things going to happen? So these two models will go into effect, absolutely. Uh, but uh, there is a likelihood that CMS will make some tweaks to the model before, to the two models before they implement later this year and early next year. Um, and that is done through rulemaking. And so I encourage everyone to be on the lookout for the skilled nursing facility proposed rule for fiscal year 2020, as well as the home health proposed rule for calendar year 2020, because it is likely we will see tweaks to the models. And it's important for uh, PTs, PTAs, even students to get involved and weigh in on what CMS is proposing uh, for these two new models. And so let's give a sense, how do they do that? So when these proposed rules come out, first of all, APTA analyzes them, tries to figure out what they mean, tries to explain that in a way that members can, can digest. Um, and then APTA certainly advocates on these. How can the individual member help? Uh, so two ways. One, I would say send feedback to APTA on how you feel that these models are going to impact you and your ability to deliver care. But also, um, how, you know, make your voice heard through comments. And we, we develop template letters for individuals to use. It's open to members and non-members. Uh, and we make it really simple. We write the comment letter for you. You just have to personalize it, tell them who you are, what you do, how you feel this model is going to impact you um, and your patients, and submit it online. And uh, there's a 60-day comment period. And so when those rules do drop, we do a news story and alert members. And um, so we'll continue to do that. So that's something that's coming around the corner in the here and now. Assuming that something's going to change, what should PTs be doing to prepare for this? Right now, I would suggest uh, reviewing the final rules that uh, CMS issued for skilled nursing facilities and home health because that is where you're go going to get all of the details related to these models. It's important for them to understand what exactly CMS is uh, going to be implementing versus not. 
Uh, but also check out the CMS resources on these models. They've put out a number of resources that help you better understand it. And APTA has also put out resources. So check out our webinars, check out our fact sheets, our other resources, um, and always feel free to reach out to us at advocacy at APTA.org. That's awesome. So Kara Gaynor and Heather Smith really leading the association through these changes, trying to get the profession uh, positioned as well as it possibly can to be prepared for these changes and then to thrive in the environment. Uh, we're going to be doing more interviews like this at CSM, so check those out on our Facebook page, on Twitter, on YouTube. Uh, I'm Jason Bellamy, and I'll catch you later. This is an APTA podcast.